0: Hey guys, welcome back to Brentwood Barbell Radio. This is episode 13, and today we're going to talk about squatting. Uh, And so we want to talk about uh, a couple different components of squatting. We want to talk about how we get uh, people into the gym and how we get them squatting. Uh, We want to talk a little bit about just some general programming thoughts and ideas, and then um, maybe get into some variations or uh why we might pick a certain squat versus a a different squat uh and then maybe wrap up with like uh why we why we basically build most of our training around the squat or why it's uh, such an important gym exercise um alex as always is with me here today how's it going it's going great all right let's just jump in uh i know this is one of your favorite topics uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the squat. I actually love it, but it hates me um, <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, i just not a great squatter. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. But, um, but uh, there's a tremendous amount of value in squatting. Um, and so I wanted to do an episode on it uh, because everyone at our gym is doing some version of a squat. Uh, and I, I just thought it would be an interesting conversation as to why that is in almost everyone's program. So why don't we kick it off, Uh, Alex, like, let's talk about how we get people squatting. So you are doing a lot of our intro programs with folks, which is, uh, I think we just did an episode on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the four sessions where we kind of build out someone's uh, profile with like uh, the basic barbell lifts, where are they at, where are they starting, what's a reasonable rate of progression, that kind of stuff. Uh, so you're in this uh, intro with a client uh, and your one of your tasks is to teach them how to squat. Can you walk us through how you're doing that uh, some of the times?
1: Yeah. So typically what I do is so based off the consultation and, you know, whatever we got written down from there, I kind of take a look and make sure kind of see what orthopedically if you've got anything going on, uh, you know, most of the time, no matter what, we're going to find some version of a squat. And <clears throat> so that that's just going to determine how, I'm going to start them out. So, but typically assuming everything's fine, you know, no issues, no prior issues, anything like that. We're going to come over towards the barbell side of the gym. We're not going to go right into the rack right away. I just want to kind of see what, you know, everything looks like mobility wise, all that type of stuff. So we're going to start with the unloaded version of it. So we're going to find our stance typically right around that shoulder width, uh, heels under shoulders. Um, we're going to point our toes out 30 degrees, and then we're going to break at the hips and the knees at the same time. So I walk them through that, make sure they're all comfortable with it. And then, uh, once we're there, kind of have them sit down in the bottom of the squat, drive their knees out, kind of feel out that, uh, knee position over their pinky toe. It's kind of where I try to get them to point towards Then from there, I might have them hold that position. We're going to talk about a few things while they're down there. Kind of like, you know, have them take notice where their knees are, where their chest is pointing, where their eye gaze is at, all those like little, little tidbits, and then have them stand back up. We kind of talk about that for a minute, you know, where they're comfortable, anything kind of nagging while we're down there. Um, Sometimes we might even just start with an unloaded box squat, Mm -hmm. really teach them how to use their hips in the squat before we start loading that up. Um, and then we'll you know, talk about that mid-foot position before we get into the rack. So we kinda wanna talk about that like tripod foot. So we're, you know, our big toe, our p toe, and our heel are all making contact with the ground at all times. So that's gonna help us find that midfoot. So we're staying in balance in that whole athlete barbell system. And then from there, uh, as long as everything's good, then we're gonna start going into the rack. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I used to do lots of these things with folks. I don't do them as much anymore because you guys are handling them. Um, but yeah, that's the you know, we, we as a as a coaching staff, we have really worked hard to kind of like consolidate our ideas on how to get somebody squatting. Uh, you know, and and honest, in all honesty, we just stole starting strength material. Right, we just mm-hmm. use the book, we use their process, their teaching progressions for the barbell lifts. They're they're great mechanical analysis of, of the lifts. And so if you don't have a protocol or a way to systematically teach people the lifts, that, that blue book, the third edition starting strength is a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend that enough. Uh, we've since, you know, kind of added a few other things. I mean, you know, initially it was like, everyone has to low bar squat. Um, and we've kind of, you know, gone away from that, um, you know, that really sort of uh, aggressive sort of stance and now saying, you know, I don't really give a shit if you low bar mm-hmm. squat. If it feels good and that's the best squat uh, given your mechanics and your abilities, then great. But if, um, if you happen to be better at a high bar squat or you have a history of high bar squatting and already feel good about that, I don't feel the need to, um, you know, to force you to low bar squat. Um, but I think the important things that you would take from those teaching progressions are you know, the fundamentally important concepts, which are, you know, if a person's stance width is correct and they are in balance, which means they're not falling forward or backward, they can almost 100% of the time squat to depth, right? Um, And we mean hip crease below the top of the kneecap uh, when we say depth. Uh, You know, it's probably not a flexibility issue, Uh, it might be a strength issue. We've had, you know, from time to time, there are folks that come in that aren't strong enough to squat down and stand up. That happens. Mm -hmm. Um, We use other things like you're talking about, like a box or maybe a leg press or or things like that. But um, generally speaking, if you get the person in a reasonable, uh, reasonably, you know, solid mechanical position, they can squat down to what we would call a full range of motion squat. Um, You know, and then once we've kind of, hammered that out a little bit uh then we like you said like we take them over to the rack and we you know we then start putting a bar on their back and depending on the type of squat that might be a low bar back squat a high bar back squat uh i don't uh i don't think we have we ever started anybody with a front squat i haven't
1: yeah i don't i don't think uh, i've ever done it's not that out either of
0: question <laughs> right i don't have a problem with it i just the that's such a challenging front rack position right. for like 99.9% of the people that uh uh-huh. um, I feel like it would be really uh, difficult to get a beginner t- into that. So just by default, we typically don't do it. Like I don't have a problem with it though. Um, yeah. But uh, we're gonna get them into a decent rack position, given the you know the place we feel like it's gonna serve them best, uh, and then we uh, get them going with like sets of five, you know, just like with an empty bar, and then we kind of start working up, adding a few pounds at a time. Uh, Again, we stole all of this from starting strength. Um, And then when they work up to a certain weight uh, where our coaching cues are being, uh, starting to be challenged, you know, so maybe the bar speed is slowing down a bit. Maybe they're, uh, the bar path is starting, they're really working hard to maintain a good bar path, that kind of stuff. That's generally where we would say that's our starting point, Mm -hmm. is that right? Which, you know, which probably doesn't have anything to do with how much more weight they could put on the bar and just sort of like muscle through it. Um, but we want uh, we want a starting point that represents a little bit of a physical challenge while also maintaining the technical feedback and cueing that we are providing um, them with on the platform. And, and you just can't maintain that if it's too hard or if it's too heavy. Right. Right. It yeah. sort of goes out the window and it becomes about just surviving the squat.
1: Right. Yeah. We kind of throw the whole idea. I mean, from a coaching perspective, like I have like these little things that I'll look for in terms of like RPE, which, yeah. you know, that might be the bar path thing, things like that. But I'm not bringing that up into a conversation, especially if it's a novice. They don't they don't have that, uh, that feedback yet from the bar to know what RPE even is. Um, right you know after a couple weeks and you know that's something that we can talk about i might have them tell me you know how did that feel did it feel hard do you feel like you're working you know that type of thing but that's about as close to the rpe conversation that i'll have yeah
0: yeah yeah. i mean i think that's a good place to start uh just those very subjective like moderate easy hard Mm -hmm. great right and then you're using like your coaching knowledge to say you know this is actually an appropriate place based on you know Whatever you know, the things we just talked about. Um, okay, so so that's kind of what we're doing. And again, in that foundations program, they're going to go through the squat specifically, session one, session three. So they get two exposures to that. Mm-hmm. But we repeat this process with you know all of the barbell lifts: the squat, the overhead press, the bench press, and the deadlift. Um, so you know they've gone through the intro program with you. They're moving reasonably well. We have some decent starting weights. Um, we have kind of a, just a, a snapshot of where this person is. Let's talk about what some of their programming might look like as we kind of go through this. You know, we used to use the term novice, intermediate, advanced, too. And I, and I think in some circumstances, it's okay to kind of look at it that way. But, uh, you know, we've since gone away from some of that terminology at the gym. Um, but run us through um, some squat programming ideas.
1: Yeah, so in the very beginning, it's it's essentially an extension of that intro. So during the intro, you know, we already kind of talked about all that. We focus mainly on the technique portion of all the the main lifts or whatever. We find a good starting point for them, an entry point, point. and occasionally I might take them over start some accessories. But um, once they get into group, then there's you know they might have their squat, and then we're gonna work on some accessory stuff on the other side of the gym to help their squat. Um, so the main work of their barbell squatting is going to primarily be just come in at five to 10 pounds. You know, let's try to feel out what some heavy weight actually is for you. We're going to keep hammering that technique, the cueing, you know, that you understand where, you know, where your knees are falling, where your hips are going, all that type of stuff. So, um, that's kind of the main goal of the very beginning phase as we kind of move. You know, they're already doing accessory stuff, so they're building up that work capacity. So I feel good enough having them come in and, you know, they might start doing like a, you know, a percentage back off. They have a, you know, a benchmark during the week. They have a one top set of five. Later in the week, they might have five sets of five or eight sets of three. You know, we're using 60%. We're kind of, you know, increasing that workload for them. Um but then they also get all those exposures to the squat. They get a higher intensity or heavier squat, a slower squat day versus in the other day of the week. They get that volume, uh, lower weight, and also just some overall work capacity. So that's typically how we would structure a week of squatting. Um, I I don't typically have people squatting, you know, heavy both days or you know three days, just. In the very beginning it's tolerable as you kind of grow into the squat and you kind of find some of these numbers that are going to get closer to the you know your true strength level it gets a little bit tough to maintain so i like to try to spread that out and then we can kind of get as much uh, juice out of the squeeze as possible for sure and i I, you know like i think one of the things you know we might
0: start with like a frequency of two to three times a week with Mm -hmm. a person but it's because they're terrible. Right, and I don't, and I don't yeah. mean that in a oh, yeah. derogatory way. They're just not good at squatting. Mm-hmm. If they were, they probably wouldn't be working with us. So the uh, you know the high frequency per week is very useful because the retention is higher, right? The information is retained, and then as that starts to be less necessary, then we kind of go away from that. Um, you know, people often start out squatting two to three times, and then eventually it's uh, two times a week. Mm-hmm. That's assuming. I think most programs we have now are two times a week, but there's gonna be this this split of like a heavier day and like a more you know whatever you wanna call it, a volume day, a technical day, a speed right. day, a whatever day that um a work capacity day that they're gonna do more sets. Um, they're probably gonna rest a little less, uh, but the weight is gonna be such that they can really work on you know positioning, um, you know, and that kind of stuff and and that sort of setup really lends itself to feeling good while also getting stronger more than squatting heavy two to three times a week. That does get you stronger, but it does not lend itself very well to feeling good while doing so. Again, once they have actually started to approach, you know, some physical potential, um, you know, so, so yeah, so reasons, um, for, squat frequency you know would be you know hypertrophy speed power strength that type of stuff but when somebody's just coming into the the gym the reason is technical right we want them to be in the right positions most of the time and i I say right what i mean is like adequate right they don't have to be there's no moving efficiently there is no right or wrong there are mechanically favorable and less favorable you know positions and we want them to be in the more favorable positions more of the time or most of the time. So so that's really what we're looking for in those early program blocks. Um you know and they're going to work up, you know, like you said adding some weight and then kind of just finding this general set of five sort of territory, right? Um okay. So let's let's talk about maybe like some different types of squats that we would use you know, now that somebody is kind of in, they're learning how to squat, maybe they're, uh, you know, kind of moving into some sort of intermediate type territory, what, what are some things that you would typically use, uh, you know, like when we write programming?
1: Yeah, so I love box squatting. Um, it's probably like 90% of my own training. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's probably the one that you'll see most commonly in the gym It's a great one just because we can kind of, you know, force the athlete to go a little bit lighter while still getting that, like, feedback of, you know, the higher intensity uh, without having to load it up as much as your free squat. Yeah. Uh, But also, too, it just reinforces some positioning, you know, using the hips, hip driving, you know, all that stuff. So I really, really like the box squat. Um, In some other instances, you know, we might use, like, uh, you know, some of the tempo stuff. So, like, you know, Right now, the women's powerlifting team, they're in a a block of training where they're, you know, really focusing on some pause squats and some tempo work. They're really trying to find those positionings um, just to kind of help them become more efficient whenever they have to go lift heavy. Um, But, yeah, it just kind of depends, you know, then we might move over to some accessory stuff where they're doing some single leg stuff and, you know, they might be, you know, pushing a sled. That might be like somebody's version of the squat. Uh, but typically you're going to see more of like those box squats, pin squats, things like that. Um, you know, they're kind of a low learning curve, you know, that box is going to be there. So, you know, where your hips got to go that, you know, you do those pin squats, you just kind of fall into place. Uh, yeah. I, I, really I mean, really really I, like I agree. I love box squats. I love them. Yep. Um,
0: we've, you and I've talked about this a few times about just <laughs> making that like our standard intro squat. Um, uh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's it's like people just sort of like get into the right positions most of the time, the depth is there, again you can get this great intensity stimulus with less weight on the bar, uh, and that's useful, like some people might hear this and go, well the goal is to put more weight on the bar, well okay, for some people that is the goal, but we work with the general public. That isn't their goal, right? They do want to get stronger, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, they want to continue training. They want exercise and training to be part of their routine, their, their normal life. Uh, and so anything we can do to build strength uh, and integrity and muscle with less fatigue is useful uh, because a lot of times folks are coming to us with less than stellar uh, base levels of GPP. Right. So uh, it's in our best interest to get uh, the most out of the least, if that makes sense.
1: And yeah, they're going to be more concerned with like not being out of breath going up some stairs than, you know, squatting 405 or whatever.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah. So, like, generally speaking, our programming really incorporates a lot of long range pause stop type exercises where we're quite frankly, making them harder than the basic exercise. Right. Right. Versus like partial range. Yeah. We use some of that stuff too for the right people, but that is like increased fatigue potential, increased intensity, increased weight on the bar. That again, for the right person makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, It just doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense for most of our people, most of the time. So, Yep. yep. I think that's, I think those are all good, sort of examples, um, of, of kind of just common sort of, uh, block, uh, layouts that we would use. Uh, okay. So I feel pretty good about what we've talked about. What do you think, like, you know, two minute warning, um, why do you think people need to be squatting in the
1: gym? Oh, it's just like the most bang for your buck. Um, I mean, you're literally working everything, you know, you want to talk about a core exercise, You know, put a bar on your back. You got to balance that out. Um, Yeah, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, speaking from experience, having a blown-out knee, you tearing my ACL and everything else in there, like, squatting has been the best thing for it. Um, I can run around. I can jump, all that stuff. Um, It's made me feel more confident in in that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, squatting gets a bad rep for, you know, people talk about injury with it that's not true um also too they think of it as like a oh i'm gonna i'm barbell squatting i'm gonna be bulking or something that's not true <laughs> you want to talk about you know burning calories and having a high metabolic rate or whatever yeah. you know get under a squat bar
0: <laughs> yeah and i think for me that's the reason why we do try to put it into everything is because it's so versatile mm-hmm. um Obviously, you can get real strong squatting, uh, you can build a really great physique squatting, you can burn a ton of calories and manage weight effectively squatting. You can be a better athlete squatting. The, the transference from the squat is just like probably the highest of any, other, of, of any mm-hmm. exercise, right? Unless there's yep. some weird specific application that we're talking about. Generally speaking, squatting transfers to the most things. Right. And, um, you know, so I think that we're, you know, we really want to lean on it because it's just, you know, over, you know, since humans have been, you know, exercising and training, the squad has mm-hmm. just proven itself to be, yeah. you know, the, the top dog. So, um, it is basically the backbone of all of our programming at the gym. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. You got anything to add? No, nope. that's it. awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this was episode 13 on squatting. Uh, we'll catch you later. Bye.